Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. This is going to be part two of the Resentment in Relationship series. Uh, Miss Lauren Morrison is with us this week. She's been on the podcast in the past. In fact, her and her husband, Chris, were on the first episode of this season. And I had Lauren on last season solo and we talked about um, kind of her transition from moving from Toronto to LA and a bunch of other things as well. You should go check out that episode. It was great. Both of those were. Uh, so yeah, so Lauren comes on this week and she really provides a voice of reason. She provides a lot of insights and some uh, incredible analogies and metaphors, particularly the scarf metaphor, which I've timestamped here. It's at like 25 minute mark. It is brilliant and I think we should all pay attention to that and really try to implement that into our lives okay um let's start off with a quote uh this one today came to me again in my yoga practice which happens very often with these quotes of the day clearly that's uh very serving to me and it came to me because it it really resonates with me today and where I am in my life and trying to make this major shift from uh, instead of repeating to repairing and the quote is how you do anything is how you do everything. One more time for the people in the back. How you do anything is how you do everything. So, for example, let's say you're at the gym, right? And you've already been there for maybe 30, 40 minutes. And you're starting to get tired and fatigued. And your mind's starting to think about what you have to do after the gym and what you have to do tonight and tomorrow, etc. And you're like, eh, you know what? Let me just, I'll skip the last two sets. Let me just get out of here. That is a horrible habit to have because that's going to translate into every other aspect of your life, whether it's in your career, in your friendship, or in your relationships. So how you do anything, oh, let me just, I'll just, all these little excuses, all these negotiables, that's how you're going to do everything in your life. So that one I thought was appropriate for today. Um... If you're new here, I always forget. I'm sorry. My name is Justin Davis, a.k.a. JD. And this show is all about people discovering their higher selves through adversity, vulnerability, with a major underline under that word, and self-love, because God knows we all need that more often. And today's intention is, you know, I'm going to say for me and Shay to feel like we're not alone in this scenario of having resentment in relationship. You know, that's why I wanted to bring Lauren on because I know that Shay and her had an amazing conversation um, a couple of weeks ago and it just really gave her some peace of mind and put her at ease to know that you know she wasn't the only one feeling resentment in, in a marriage and um, there's ways to work through it and work around it. So my intention is selfishly for Shay and I to feel that and also um, selflessly for anyone who can relate to this to also feel that as well. And yeah, this is part two. I am excited for you all to listen and or watch it. And I can't wait to hear your feedback from it. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Oh, actually, really quick. Sorry. Before you watch this or listen to this, if you haven't listened or watched last week's episode, uh, you need to because there's a lot of cross reference. So you're going to be lost in translation. So go do that. If you haven't already come back to this and it all makes sense. Okay, here we go. to be referred to as this very special guest i, I already did okay yeah yeah but we can i can definitely do it again actually like very very because i feel like all the guests are very he special guests. you are very oh that's such a beautiful lie thank you you are <laughs> new home business thriving thank you yeah sure baby duty <laughs> yes on call baby duty. mom made of honor, <laughs> made of <laughs> made honor. Of honor. <laughs> see i'm not momming right now that's that's true so, Miss Lauren Morrison, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It is a very special honor <laughs> to have you very, on. Very, very special a honor. A very, very special <laughs> honor. Your Daisy Duke. 
yes. you're Daisy Dukes. Um, thanks for the time. We know you're booked and busy. Oh, so and busy. <laughs> so booked. <laughs> so the main reason why we wanted to have you on is because I know that you and Shay had a great conversation um, centered around resentment and particularly Shay's resentment towards me. And then I know you opened up about some resentment that you had in your marriage. So yes. uh, maybe we start with, I guess, maybe that, maybe what you experienced as resentment. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just in the marriage, but maybe in general. Um, I think the overall idea for me for this episode is just to dissect the different levels of resentment, right? It doesn't have to just be in a romantic relationship, but it could be anything. But um, yeah, wherever you want to. I do have to say the first time that I did talk to you, we went when we went and had lunch, I don't think I was identifying it as resentment. And I remember having a conversation about being able to balance everything in my life. And I felt like, although I do feel like I, I struggle with a little bit of time management, I don't feel like at that time, what I thought was the root, I think you had even said it's never about time management. No, never. Yeah. Time management is the first lie we tell ourselves. I think it's, I just need to be better at managing my time. And it's why I say it's never about time management. It's never about time management because you can Google time management and you can figure out it's going to tell you block spaces in your Mm -hmm. calendar, all that kind of stuff. It's really about why do I prioritize some things and not others? Mm -hmm. Why do I procrastinate on certain tasks? And where resentment comes in is usually around why do I not want to dedicate my time in certain mm-hmm. ways or why am I not enjoying the time that I'm spending doing certain things? Like if it's if you're looking to make a change in how you manage your time, it's usually because there's some level of discomfort in how you're using your time today. Uh, so yeah, resentment comes up a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in uh, in in that kind of discovery work. So you're right. It doesn't necessarily get named as resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the, when you start to peel the onion mm-hmm. around, here's what I'm spending my time doing. Here's what I think I'm supposed to be spending my time doing. Here's what I'm not making time for. And um, like, why is that? So when I came home and I really like dissect or thought more into like, it's not because I'm busy because everyone's busy. There's so many people I know that manage, you know, different companies or um, a very successful, busy company, plus they have kids, plus they have this. And I'm like, it can't be the fact that I'm busy. I think it's um, in reference to my prioritizing with him or not feeling like I am able to balance everything. And, um, and then just thinking of him, I'm like, he, he's no different as far as like busyness, he's also busy. He not just, you know, has the two podcasts, like I said, but he has a curricular activity he does <laughs> full time, <laughs> part time, whatever you want to call it. I listen, let me just say for the record, my last modeling job was a golf brand modeling job. So now it's bringing money into it our is, household. So is. I just wanted to make that clear. It is. And he's going to turn pro. It's a matter of time. It's just a matter PGA of time. It's an investment. Like, yeah, it's an investment. Total <laughs> investment. So it's another business, right? So, um, but he's always found ways to include me in everything where I don't feel, no matter how busy he's been, where I feel like I'm yearning or, you know, getting pushed on a back burner. So um, that was probably the start of me really diving deeper. And I think the truth of it with resentment, I think I deep down inside knew what was happening. And I might've casually like said things here and there that, but I think it was a hard thing for me to accept, let alone say out loud, let alone, um, I think I just carried a lot of guilt and shame behind feeling resentment towards my husband. Yeah. So I want to get into like the nitty gritty here. So you guys had a conversation um, about the resentment piece. And I know Shay was really excited for the, um, recap, but then couldn't remember the recap. (laughs) So she's like, I just wish Lauren was here. I wish I could have had you on, you know, on the call. Um, cause it was really helpful. So I guess walk us through Lauren, maybe something that you were giving Shay that was, could have been helpful and, or where did it stem from? Well, I think where 
what we started to talk about, uh, Shay and I, in our secret conversation, that is no longer <laughs> a secret. <laughs> right, exactly. What we were really um, getting around was this idea that, you know, once Shay had told you, like, kind of given you, like, I feel resentful because of X, Y, Z. And she said that weight that was lifted off of her shoulder and she just felt so much better. And the, 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 the key of it was that she felt more inclined to want to spend time with you. Like she wanted to be closer to you because it was like this, this secret or this chasm, like just felt like it was a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, well, okay, well that's really cool because I think that where partners or in my experience is that, especially in a marriage, it's when two people may have this level of resentment or some level of resentment. And it's like, I'm right. I'm doing all the things. And until you start leaning in my way, because I shouldn't have to lean anymore, I've been doing all the leaning, mm -hmm. then really, then I'll, then, then I'll just stay here or whatever the case is. Like yeah. no one's making the first move. So I said, you know, I said, you know, would it, if it would be really cool if, because you are now more inclined to spend time with Justin, what's your name on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I keep having to switch on and off between <laughs> JD and Justin, and you, I don't know. What I know to you're be more in. comfortable with JD, so it's JD. Yeah. What, what is it on this podcast? <laughs> when though? I intro, I say I'm your host, Justin, aka JD. So when I'm talking to Shay, I refer to you as Justin. I know. When I'm talking to you, I refer to you as JD. I know. I'm very confused in this moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so, whatever, whatever, whatever flows off the tongue. Okay. Oh, we'll just. Uh, okay. There's no difference. In the yeah. Room, so. <laughs> oh. Okay. Got it. Got it. On, on this bedroom tip all day today. We'll have to, what time you got to go, Logan? Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I'm be out. Um, that <laughs> by you being more inclined to spend time with Justin, maybe yeah. his resentment may start to wane because, you know, your whole thing with her not spending time with you. So maybe that might make you lean into some of the more, the things that she wants you to do, but not even really notice it. Mm -hmm. And I talked to her about this um, example from the book, um, the five love languages, mm -hmm. the painting the spare room example, mm -hmm. where the woman was nagging her husband to paint the spare bedroom and it wasn't getting done. She's getting so frustrated. And it wasn't until she started praising all the things around what he, the spare bedroom. So it's like, thank you so much for mowing the lawn. Thank you so much for doing this and appreciating all the things that he was doing mm -hmm. versus continuously focusing on what he wasn't doing. The spare bedroom got painted. Right. And I said that I noticed that even in my own marriage, because when Chris and I were together and we still are together, uh, <laughs> 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 when Chris and I were maybe five or but somewhere between the five, seven year mark, we had two small kids. I was working full time. He was working full time, but he was like tunnel vision on work, mm -hmm. working like 16 hour days, working all the time. Meanwhile, I was working as well, but also taking on the bulk of everything in the home. So I was doing all the cooking, I was doing all the cleaning, and I was doing all the care, the kid caretaking as well. If the kids got sick, it was on me to figure it out. Um, you know, pickups and drop-offs from daycare, like so much of everything was falling to me. And I was just getting really frustrated because I said, you know, why can't you lean in more? Like, I need your, I need more of your help here. But instead, you're so busy serving people outside of this home. Mm. And you say you're doing it for the family, right. but the kids have everything that they need. You're doing this for you. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of it, yes, when you do have children, his responsibility meter as a man went up and he sure. was like, I got more to do more to provide. Mm -hmm. But more so than that is that he really felt like he was getting, cause he was getting closer to his forties. And he was like, I'm running out of time. Mm. My clock is ticking and I'm not where I want to be. And so that just kind of got him to double down and focus on working because he wanted to, he felt behind already. And so if he feels behind and I'm coming to him being like, why aren't you spending more time? Da, 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 da. Why are you always working? Why this is supposed to be your day off. Why are you still taking calls? He's like, now you're in my way. Mm. And so I'm resentful because I'm like, how much more could I be doing? I'm doing all the things. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. Right. 
I'm working full time. I'm bringing in the salary that you're bringing in. So if we're equal in the workplace, why can't we be equal in the home? Mm. And it was because we were equal in the workplace that he's like, that's a problem. Because uh. he was like, I'm more senior than you because he's older than me. And that means I have less time. Mm. So the more you're all like, I can do this, why can't you? The more it fueled him to be like, I need to be on a different level. Mm. And we, I would say we, we and I'm, I'm giving you a lot of hindsight right now, but it really did nearly break up our marriage because he kind of got to this point where he's like, I'm tired of the side eye. I'm tired of the anger. I have a mission right now. And if you're going to be, if you're not going to be my cheerleader, if you're going to, if you're not going to push me forward and you're going to pull me back and I already feel behind, I don't want that. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I shifted in myself. So I stopped waiting for him to do the dishes more <laughs> or, you know, be more attentive in the home. And I started just accepting those things as my job. That is my job and changing my expectations of him. And once I did that, suddenly he started to lean in more because now he feels more secure in his role to move ahead that he can give more back to the marriage. And he feels more appreciated in the home because if in the home, all he ever hears is you're not enough, you're not doing enough. But at work, he hears, keep going, congratulations, this is awesome, thank you so much for all. Where is he going to spend his time and energy? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I had to try to bring more of that energy into the home. And then naturally, he just wanted to be more involved and wanted to, and things really started to balance out from there. I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching, watching, I'm sure a lot of people listening and or watching are wondering what was the shift, what was the click, what was the moment that kind of got you guys on the same page and accepting of either different roles or maybe in your case, it was, it was just accepting your role. Sounds yeah. like. Um, so the moment was, uh, I had, um, so myself and, uh, Chris, we were friends with this couple and were they his friends or no, your they friends? were my friends first. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're my friends first. So <laughs> this couple had been married for, I don't want to, uh, they, they've been married like 13 years at this point. Mm. Um, and she's one of my oldest friends. And, you know, through through our friendship, you know, her, the hus her husband and Chris became friends. And so I remember just feeling very helpless and feeling like I've tried all the things, I've cried, I've I've said like, hey, maybe you should go live somewhere else. And he's like, maybe I should. Oh, wow. And so I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is this is getting real. Like, And, this and is where are you guys timeline-wise in your marriage? This was, I think we were around year, it's somewhere between year five and year seven. Okay. Um, and I was just getting very scared, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I, so I called my girlfriend in tears, and I was like, please, I'm like, just some you have to talk to him I was like get your husband to call him like he's gonna leave me you have to talk to him mm -hmm. someone has to talk some sense into him and no one talks sense into him but they related to him and they really um, identified with his mission to move forward and identified to have a partner who was going to help him do that wow and so is that what they had in their marriage? And that's what I think they have in their marriage, you oh. know, where they're, 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 the, they're very much like that ride or die couple, all that kind of stuff. And, um, definitely like a couple that we look to, you know, in the early stages to be like, for a lot of us, for, for me, at least it, there isn't, I don't have a lot of friends who were married who probably wouldn't be divorced in year one if they didn't have kids. This oh, wow. was like that couple that was just like, no, they're genuinely happy to be together mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, so we kind of looked at them. I, I looked at them as like goals. Sure. So I respected them. And, you know, she said to me, the things that you're complaining about, like, oh, I got to do all this. I got to be the one taking care of the kids. I got to be the one taking care of the house. I got to be the one going to work. I got to I always got to be the one. She's like, that's your job. That is your job. Like, stop waiting for someone else to come in and do your job. Just do your job. Let him do his. Whoa. And I was like, so harsh. And I hated her in that moment. But that moment made me say, okay, Lauren, 
there's another side here. Do you want to be right or do you want to be divorced? Mm. And I knew I didn't want to be divorced. So I'm like, you got to try something different and maybe accepting that this is your job mm-hmm. is what you got to do. And it might feel imbalanced. It might feel like I, it genuinely felt like, why should I have to do anything more? Right. I'm checking all the boxes here. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to do anything. But it was that push to say, to lean in further, to say, okay, let me look at my, let me look at my role a little bit differently. Let me behave a little bit differently and let me be the first to make the change. I can't change him. My friends can't change him. The only person that I can change is me. Mm-hmm. And I want this marriage. Mm. So that's where, that's where that shift happened. And that's where it was just like, you have to do something different because mm-hmm. this isn't it. Do you think in that moment, had you have not decided to make that decision, do you think Chris would have adapted or adjusted in any kind of way? It's hard to say, but I don't think so. I think I think that, you know, when we talk about the way of the superior man, mm-hmm. um, just needing to be in your purpose, to feel like you are fulfilling your purpose, As he man, had to yeah. be he had to be happy with himself mm-hmm. before he could really lean into our happiness as mm-hmm. a unit. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't there. And I could justify it. I'm just, I can look at his life and be like, you're fine. What is your problem? You're fine. You have a house. You've got two kids. You're living the dream, buddy. Right. There was also a piece that you told me that it was stemming from a lack of from him his childhood and him watching his mom and the lack of his dad provide. So I think that that was that put him in a place where he's like, when I become this, I want to be the opposite of what my dad was. Exactly. So it's almost like you're, I was asking him to provide less and he's like, no, no, no. My mission is to provide more than what I was given. Mm -hmm. So to be the lead, the the family. Yeah, exactly. And so even me earning a similar income and everything like that, it was like, I'm not, and and him being further ahead in his career than I was, like, did not take kindly to, and on the one hand, you're like, that shouldn't matter, you're partners, but we all have our egos, we all have our writings, we all have those things, and it's like, it was, it was something that just didn't, it didn't, it didn't sit right with him, because he just he he felt like he should have been further ahead than where he was at, and I was dragging him back, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be that for him. Like I didn't want to be his obstacle. I wanted to be his cheerleader. That's what I signed up for in marriage. So it was just like yeah, f- fixing that. And I would check. I would literally check in with him. I'd be like, Hey, you never see those bumper stickers on um, trucks? They're mm-hmm. like, How's my driving? Call yeah. this number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, I'd be like, hey, Chris, how's my driving? <laughs> and how are you feeling? Yeah. Are you feeling that resent? Are you seeing a shift? And the less the less he was feeling that, the more, like, suddenly the kitchen was getting cleaned, the laundry was getting done, kids were getting picked up. Like, so much more of him was coming back into the home mm-hmm. because it just wasn't filled with the same energy anymore. Yeah. I think my, one of my takeaways from that, example in that story is a little bit to your point of, of either your friend or you mentioned, I'm either going to be right or I'm going to be divorced. Yeah. Um, I, I think Esther Perel says a very similar thing. It's either you're going to be right or you're going to be in a happy marriage, right. you know? <laughs> and so, you know, very similar. But what I take away is in that moment, in that crossroad, you made the decision to say, all right, look, I'm going to control it to my control here. And I'm going to do what I know I'm capable of doing because I still have some in the, in the tank, right, to give and make sure that I'm doing everything I can in this marriage to save the marriage. I guess at, yeah. at that point, it sounds like it was that severe. So, um, yeah, I, I commend you for that because I think it takes a lot of a, of a person, a certain type of person to be able to do that. Set your pride, set your ego, because you had a very successful career at that point, too. Like I said, you were ah. a mom in your in your words. What else could I be doing more of? Exactly but you still found a way to, to dig deep and find some more things. So, because we have this coach, uh, this, um, this saying in coaching, like, you know, even like when I'm like talking to Cher or whatever, like you can't coach the person who's not in the room. 
Mm. So there's always something that you can be doing. It doesn't matter right. how toxic your boss is or whatever, or how mad you are at someone else's action. Mm-hmm. You can't coach a person who's not in the room. So what can you do? Sure. And that's what it kind of always comes down, what it came down to. It's like yeah. you have to stop waiting for other people to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you then, once you changed, once you had this adjustment, where then was the resentment still in you and, and where d- did it just disappear? How did you then manage that part? Because it sounds like you basically took one for the team, but where are you in this? So I think that it, I, I don't know how long, I don't know how long it took for us to feel very uncomfortable, but the resentment that I felt in that arena definitely dissipated because again, as he's leaning more, and one, two, I stopped expecting things that, I changed my expectations. Like I no longer walked in and if the kitchen wasn't clean, that was no longer a symbol of he doesn't love you. Mm -hmm. It used to be. Sure. It used to be because it's like, if you love me and you know what actions will make me feel loved and you deliberately are not doing those actions, then you don't love me. I changed that. So I stopped feeling unloved less. (laughs) Mm. And I can say that, you know, I don't even know when, but I know that that was the lowest point of our marriage and it is now to a point where I genuinely think Chris does way more than me mm. in our marriage. Wow. Way more than me. Like kids, home, everything, like I think that he's picking up most of it. And he does so without complaint, without resentment or anything like that, especially because in this time of my life, I'm making so many changes and I'm making so many transitions. And he's like, don't worry, I got you, I got you, whatever it is, I got you. So he's now giving me that energy that he wanted from me all along. Wow. And it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and I, I appreciate him every day for it, but it never came with me asking for it. Now, we have other things that, like, is resentment no longer a conversation in our marriage? No. <laughs> no, sorry, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely is. Right. Um, but nothing as severe as what it was before. So yes, I resented him, but he very much resented me. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been back to that place since then. Yeah, which like you said is beautiful. I think it's it's interesting for us, at least honey, for me to hear it is, I never resented Shay, right? So the resentment word in our marriage has just been one-sided so far for, for her towards me. And so- I don't even know if I'm I'm sure some of my exes resented me for different reasons, but it was never a conversation. So for me, it was just this new developing feelings that I, that I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing Shay experience where I'm like, this resentment is now in my relationship. And and what do I do with it? You know? And I think a part of it was trying to understand it, you know, as much as I could for Shay. That's how I was able to take accountability and responsibility for a lot of them, uh, well, all of their financial resentment was, you know, my responsibility, but some other stuff, you know, I'm trying to learn. And I think it's just interesting to hear another couple who, I mean, I know Chris isn't here with us physically, but another couple who has experienced it on both sides. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And I think, you know, again, for me, the overall takeaway is just have those hard conversations, you know, have those uncomfortable conversations, have the hell Mary, as I said, you know, before you came on, Lauren, of writing a letter to Shay, you know, writing a letter to your partner. And really, if, if that's your way of communicating, then do whatever you have to do, but make sure you get your words out and your feelings out. Because, you know, as, as I think I said in the letter, but I definitely told Shay as we talked about the letter, um, I was so fearful that this was going to be normalized in our marriage. The resentment piece, the fine, I'll do it by myself. It's me against the world, so on and so forth. You know, I'll just work, you know, nonstop 24 seven, just want to have to deal with it, whatever. And I was so fearful of that being normalized to, to where I'm like, this is kind of a now or never kind of thing. Yeah. So that's all I got, honey. You got anything? How would you describe uh, my therapist or our therapist asked me, he's like, what do you feel? What are the feelings behind resentment? How would you describe the feelings behind resentment? I love a good feelings wheel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anger. For sure. Unfairness. Mm -hmm. Unfairness is probably, I don't even know if that's an emotion, but it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, if spitefulness is a is a term, then yeah, definitely spite. Um, it's like what? So when we're teaching um, leadership, when I'm teaching like facilitating uh, leadership with executives, there's this model called the scarf model, and the scarf model is essentially. And we it used for employees, but it's definitely valid in marriages too, right? I think that they mm-hmm. can all. We're, we're at the end of the day, whatever brain you take to your work is the same mm-hmm. brain you bring to your relationship, right? Unless um, you're in the show seven. I was just gonna <laughs> say, yeah. Unless you watch that show seven. So. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the the model basically talks about um, you know risk versus reward or threat uh, threat moving someone from a threat state to a reward state. And what is it that triggers you to go into threat state? And how do you change that trigger around to move someone into a reward state? Because when someone's in a reward state, employees are in a reward state, they feel more compelled to do what you want them to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's just, and we're talking about the same thing here. So scarf being like um, S is for status. So it's like status being like whether it's your seniority at the job your title or whatever that's important to you and if someone is creeping up on your status or is not acknowledging your status then that can be a trigger for you that turns you into that turns you that wants to put you in the fight or flight mode so when i think about chris status is a big thing right um the c is certainty you know your ability to um predict your future to know what's going on I'm going to meet you at this time for this time for this time because you want to be in control of your schedule. Um, A for autonomy. Um, R for relatedness, like knowing that we're all in this together. And F for fairness. If there is a sense of unfairness, then it can trigger someone. So knowing someone's, similar to someone's love language, knowing what someone's risk or trigger is can help you to speak their language better so that they feel safer, they feel more rewarded, and they can be more present in the engage, and they can be more engaged in the work that they're doing or in the relationship that they're in. So I know for me, um, like fairness or relatedness, that was a big thing for me. This mm-hmm. sense of like, we're not in this together. It's you versus me. <laughs> and for Chris, it was, it was definitely status. So that's why when you ask like what emotion comes up, it's if I'm resentful of you, it's, maybe because I don't think it's fair or I don't Mm -hmm. think that we're in this together. So trying to figure out how we can get back on the same page. So one more time then, Lauren. So S is for status. Status. C is certainty. Certainty. Autonomy. uh, Relatability. Relatedness. Relatedness and then fairness. Yeah. Good job. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I want to really like try to figure out what ours is. We'll have to, we'll have to try that. I think that's great. We might not have the same. Um, like you said, Chris's status, your fairness. Yeah. I think off the top for me, and, and I want to do this while you're here, Lauren, so that way like we, we can really play the scarf game correctly. Um, off the top, I think certainty for me is a, is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and that's stemming from my lack of trust. That's standing, uh, stemming from abandonment issues. Um, my inability a lot of the time to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So certainty for me is a big thing. And I do think um, fairness is is also a really big part of it. I remember early on, you know, as, as you mentioned, like the kitchen not being clean, that's a type of love language for you. And it probably pissed you off. Same thing for me. I grew up in a, in a clean freak home environment. My mom had OCD and et cetera. So knowing that I'm expressing, you know, to Shay those things and I come home or there's dishes in the sink. I'm like, well, she doesn't love me. She you know, love me. I mean, not, not that I'm thinking that, but in, in it, hindsight, it, that's where it goes. It, that, that's <laughs> where it's stemming from for sure. So I, I do think off the top for me, it is certainty and fairness. Um, I would say that you're right on that. Mm. Not that it matters what I think of you, mm-hmm. but even when I observed the dynamics of how you worked in with enjoy the podcast, mm. like I can peg you guys mm. right in a sense of, yeah, and when I think about the things that have, you know, if you even go back to, um, and we won't, you can cut this out later, but this is just for our enjoyment now. Mm. But you go back to that, um, the roommates beef. Yeah, right. 
right? Mm -hmm. The certainty for you is what the trigger was because it's like, what time are they coming? (laughs) Right. What time do I need to be there? What time do I need to be there? I need to plan out my day or whatever the case. If you say to be here at this time, this is when I'm showing up. Right. But for someone who doesn't prioritize certainty the same way, they look at that as like, what is your problem? Yeah. And then the fairness came in. Yeah. Because I'm like, Jared, it's not fair to me that you're all of a sudden taking our entire friendship onto this one night that JD didn't show up. I'm exactly. like, but I've, for Jared, yeah, yeah. relatedness is huge for him. Right. Because relatedness is just like, doesn't matter what it takes. We're all in yep. this. Yep. We are all in this. And if you're, if you're trying to protect other parts for you, mm-hmm. you're not in this. Right. <laughs> so you can yeah. kind of see how, yeah, it, it does, it, and it does play out. And if you don't understand someone's trigger, mm-hmm. then it's very easy for you to say, like, it makes no sense yeah. why you're behaving this way. It makes no mm. sense why you're responding this way. Wow. But again, you don't treat people how you want to be treated. You treat people how they want to be treated. And yeah. so no different than love languages or any of the other personality things, understanding someone's trigger or what puts someone in a threat state can help you keep them in a reward state and help you have more empathy for them. Mm. (laughs) And that's why we wanted to bring you on more (laughs) like between the scarf method, you, you know, um, and so appreciative of, of you explaining your situation, your marriage with Chris and got to the the brink of being broken. Um, it just, it's, it's nice to feel and to know that we're not alone for sure. I'm sure a lot of people too, and um, just your your wisdom on the matter, someone who's been there, kind of done that, you know, like you said, there's still some stuff there. Maybe you're going to work through and nothing's ever perfect. But for us being so early in this phase, um, I know even without knowing the conversation you and Shay had, the relief you gave her and the sense of like, OK, I'm not crazy. I'm not tripping. Yeah. I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah. It's just nice to be able to relate to people. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know. Yeah, especially because I did have, I think when I came to you and when I was just first identifying what I was feeling, I had a lot of shame and guilt behind it. Did you feel that when you were identifying those feelings towards Chris? Yeah, I knew you were looking for the shame word for me. And I, I don't, I can't remember, and this is a long time for me, I can't, I can't remember feeling shame in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe just had a lot to do with my pride Mm -hmm. and again just feeling like I'm the shit like you like the mere fact that we're even having a problem right now (laughs) is baffling to me (laughs) Um, and me and meanwhile he's feeling the same way (laughs) like you know what I mean like do you know what you could be dealing with and you're not and your biggest complaint is that I'm too ambitious or I'm too focused on work you know, or whatever it is. But, um, so I don't remember feeling shame or guilt and, but I remember you and I talking about that and shame and guilt is a, it's a just interesting conversation. And Renee Brown has a thing on it as well. It's like guilt is something that you, like we interchange them a lot. Guilt is something that you feel over like a transgression, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I didn't open the door for you. I feel guilty for that. I wish I could take that part back. Mm -hmm. Shame is, you know, this feeling of not living up to, a being of yourself Mm -hmm. that so when you and I were talking about that shame it's just Mm -hmm. like what is a wife what should a wife be Mm -hmm. and if I'm feeling these things then I'm not living up to a definition of being Mm -hmm. yeah which is what I was feeling yeah because I felt like through a marriage and husband and wife relationship where he might be weak in some aspects or he might low in parts of his life I should be the one that that brings that up like that teeter-totter analogy you know that balances it out and for me to be the one to balance it out but then be upset about it and angry about it and build up a resentment about it was the struggle that I was having right but um, I said this earlier with him I said a part of it was you know as much as I wanted to be that person to balance it out I saw there was a deeper problem within him financially that I needed to simultaneously build a trust with. So as much as I wanted to give, I didn't want to enable the problem. Yeah. And it's that there is that fine line, Mm -hmm. right? To your point, um, JD, 
Whatever your name is. <laughs> maybe just Jay <laughs> when, when you come on. Maybe Jay. Don't give me a third Suffice. option. Okay. <laughs> I'm make, overwhelmed make already. <laughs> um, but there's always technically more you could be doing. Mm -hmm. There's always more that you could be doing. Um, and when do you kind of get to the point where you're like, hey, I'm done paying. Mm -hmm. Whatever the reward is, it's not worth the cost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think that, I mean, it's very... Um, subjective for yep. sure but what do you think that moment is to where it's like i know i have more to give but at this point it's like i'm crossing my own boundaries i'm i'm you know uh not valuing myself i'm i'm lowering my value and or i'm making a fool of myself right like at what point is it you know what this is not serving me it can't be serving us maybe this isn't it and i think it's that ratio that that mathematical ratio formula that has no <laughs> formula to it or yeah. it's when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change mm. so if that's when you change yeah. like i can keep going and doing what i'm doing i kind of put it to like choose your heart in a sense of mm -hmm. in my case it's hard to set my ego back it's hard to do things that I don't feel like I should be doing <laughs> sure. being in my position, but it, I don't like the heart of being divorced. Don't like the heart of selling my house. I don't like the heart of living my life without this person and breaking up my family. Mm -hmm. But there are time, there are moments where the heart of staying the same is a lot. Yeah. And it's, and people will still stay in it because they don't want to choose the other hard. Mm -hmm. So I, it's hard to say, like, when is it yeah. when is it right? But until you decide that the hard of staying the same mm -hmm. is worse than the hard of change, yeah, then you're just going to be in it. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I, I had it up last season, this uh, image of a two hands. One was holding a rope and there was blood dripping from that yeah. and the other one was a hand that let go of the rope and it was a healthy healed hand and it just said sometimes it hurts more holding on to things that you should just let go of yeah yeah and it's uh, to your point it's like where do you draw that line i don't know because it's mm -hmm. different for everyone yeah. everyone's tolerance is different totally and to say that i'm never going to have to compromise my boundaries in a marriage or never going to have to compromise certain values or parts of who i am mm -hmm. that's wrong just yeah. be by yourself if you don't want to do that <laughs> like right. really and truly yeah. um but that's what it kind of takes to to be in something is to just constantly assess like what's important to you and you know what am i willing to give to for in order for that to to be important or what right. am i willing to give like what is what is my ratio today yeah because that ratio changes <laughs> great great point yeah and, and it's hard to think about your ratio 10 months from now yeah. <laughs> let alone 10 days from now so yeah, yeah like i can say like i know where my lines would be mm -hmm. if he was abusing me sure i i can say this in theory i don't know because mm -hmm. i have not been in that situation and i don't know what i will tell myself if ever i were to be in that situation yeah. which i probably never will be but who knows mm -hmm. um but I, I know that i can in theory know where my lines are and saying well as long as these boundaries aren't being crossed then it's worth it mm -hmm. but it's also the kind of the ratio of like how much of your, like when you look at your overall marriage, would you give 80% of it to happiness and 20% of it to pain? Mm. And if that's, that's a good ratio to me. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right? But when that ratio flips, right. Yeah. Maybe it's not the fit. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, and, and I'm not talking about a period, I'm talking about like yeah. overall. Right. And is the person, exhibiting like you know we talk about not making permanent decisions over temporary situations you yeah. know so i think that if i would have changed and he would have gotten to a good place in his career and nothing changed then i've removed i'm removing certain variables like it's it like in a science experiment or in a lab where you're looking for a certain reaction so you're trying different variables in the test tube and when those variables don't cause the reaction, you rule them out. Mm -hmm. And so when you kind of get to that point where you're like, hey, I've tried all the variables. This just isn't working. Yeah, right. This formula just isn't working. Mm -hmm. But you got to keep ruling them out until you're satisfied that you've tried them all. Yeah. 
Well, again, thank you for all the uh, the gems. Thank you for <laughs> all the knowledge. To see, he knows we're wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the word "thank you" gets, yeah, exactly. gets he's like, "Oh, they're almost done." Um, no, seriously, it means a lot, Lauren. And and I said before you came over that how lucky we are to have such an incredible support system and a support cast and, and a beautiful circle of friends that we can lean on in times of uncertainty, confusion, resentment, yeah. et cetera. So um, selfishly, I'm, I'm kind of happy you guys are had went through that. <laughs> and so you can kind of, you know, give us some, some insights. And I know a lot of people are also going to be uh, taking notes from this. So thank you for coming on. It was the word thank you because he looked up yeah. when I said it. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your insights. And um, I want to have you on again, actually, next. We'll figure out a time because um, you do have a lot going on in your life. And I want to kind of unpack that because the last time you came on, you were like, just had moved. Yeah. You're starting to settle in a little bit. And then a lot of stuff changed. Darker time. <laughs> <laughs> for you, but not like Chris. I feel like we need those those moments of lowness in ourselves and our relationship, because that's how we truly like take ourselves to the next level. Um, so it, I mean, I'm sure like you guys wouldn't be where you are today if you wouldn't have gone through that low point. No, yeah. you, for sure. It's resilience, right? You yeah. Build that. No, thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoy you and Shay as friends. Um, I was, more, more. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was just like, oh, when you when you called me, I was like, oh, this is weird. Now she knows we've talked about it. <laughs> like, and I wasn't sure how you felt about it. So I, no, I think I was that happy. just to say that I think that it's really cool that, you know, you're even engaging in this dialogue and just being like, hey, I'm willing to put my shit out there. Yeah. If it means that it's going to inspire some action to do something different. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just bravo to you both. Yeah, so we're back, Shay and I. Um, that was really good, really helpful. That's that's why, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to get her on because mm -hmm. I think, you know, Lauren has so much insight on so many different things, but, you know, this was just kind of the perfect person for this situation. Um, I really, just a couple takeaways here, I really um, am going to sit with and even when I edit this and, take some notes on that scarf analogy, uh, mm -hmm. status, certainty, autonomy, um, relatability, relatability, um, and fairness. fairness yeah. Mm. I think that's, that's huge. I think it's really good. Um, what were some of your takeaways? It's hard cause that conversation was very repeated, repeated. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was now you understand more so why I came Mm -hmm. Or when you came home and I'm like, I had an amazing conversation with Lauren. Yeah. I don't even want to repeat all that she said because she came with so much that it would be hard to. I would just rather you sure. have that same similar conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think another takeaway, too, is, as I mentioned when she was here, about how she took the opportunity to say, look, I know what I can do here. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm willing to do, willing to sacrifice in order to um, save this marriage and, and get us back mm -hmm. on track. And, um, I really admire that. Cause like I said, it, you know, it's, it takes a lot for mm -hmm. someone to, to do that. Um, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's very inspiring. Um, and I'm really happy to hear then that Chris is, is really, um, adopted a whole new role for him as well. And kind of the tables have turned a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I loved about that is, is by her taking that on and her herself making those changes, it actually benefited her in the best ways with Chris then making the changes. Yeah, like without right. her having to ask, it just like mm -hmm. organically f like f came into that, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. So that was very beautiful because I wonder how the outcome would have been if she would have made all those changes but then still would have found herself wanting and yearning more from him mm -hmm. but because he organically started to deliver that it really balanced everything out yeah naturally mm -hmm. yeah and again it's, it's just nice to know we're not alone you know it's, who it's can relate who can relate <laughs> right so if someone could relate someone out there <laughs> someone out there multiple people i'm sure um which 
Yeah, let us know in the comments if you're on YouTube. Um, let me know in the review on Apple Podcasts. I'm just really curious to know what everyone's thoughts are on this. I know it was, it was a lot. We unpacked it. It was heavy, um, very deep. So I'm just curious to know everyone's thoughts and feedback on this. Um, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, stay tuned for the merch announcement, full announcement, full launch coming very soon. Again, I have, I think, too many different styles for you guys to choose from, but I just wanted to make sure you know, everyone's got a little bit of a piece of flavor from, from the show to the community. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for next week. Shay is actually back on two weeks in a row. I am. Yeah. This is news to me. Yeah. (laughs) Two (laughs) weeks in a row. Um, we're going to be really diving into, um, having difficult conversations in your relationship, in our case, our marriage. Um, there was a moment um, kind of around the same time frame that we mentioned with our therapist about this resentment issue where some other things came up um, and, you know, we were talking about it and it was, it was really difficult at first. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just now kind of getting over that hump and accepting a lot of things and being able to um, share it with one another and mm-hmm. hopefully work towards some solutions. So, um, yeah, just Shay and I, you know, trying to help <laughs> us out while, try to help you out while we help ourselves out (laughs) being very transparent here i hope you all appreciate it um because it's not easy as you saw the emotions earlier on and if you're listening you heard the emotions early on so um but it's all for a good cause trying to help everyone out (laughs) so we will see you next week any send off honey see you next week (laughs) she's still like i can't believe i gotta be back here (laughs) see you next week When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.